and all you New Yorkers. This is the 77 WABC minicast. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. So Ukraine needs money to survive against Russia. The question before the House is why doesn't the Biden administration use the $300 billion of foreign exchange reserves that are frozen, that are owned by the Central Bank of Russia? That's the question. We've done it in the past. Why don't we liquidate that, give it over to Ukraine? That would certainly make life easier for uh, Congress and for Republicans because uh, we've got so many priorities here, including our border. And somebody who has been making this case for the better part of the last couple of years is Congressman French Hill from Arkansas. He's a very dear friend. He's also probably one of the smartest guys in Washington, D.C. French, thank you for coming on. Uh, talk to us a little bit about this story. Why aren't we using those central bank reserves and really hurting Russia in the process? Boy, Larry, it's such an important question. Thanks for having me this morning. And look, this is $300 billion of liquid assets that could be used directly to benefit Ukraine on their budget gap, a budget gap caused by Putin's invasion or reconstruction funding. It could be collateral for loans used by the Ukraine government. So this is a common sense issue. What's the status? <clears throat> we have a bill in Congress that's passed the House Committee and the Senate Committee <clears throat> to take those Russian Federation assets that are here in America and seize them. It's about five or six billion dollars. But the big delta, the big difference that you described to get to 300 billion is over in Brussels. So by passing a tough law here that authorizes the seizure, authorizes the sale or use for collateral in an international fund to benefit Ukraine, I think we send a strong message to the Germans, the French, the Belgians, the English, pass this legislation in your countries, and let's do this together and put that money to work yesterday. I mean, this is something, frankly, I believe should have been a Biden priority in the past 24 months. We're commemorating the horrific a uh, day two years ago when Russia started their full-scale invasion of the country. Putin's been in the country for a decade, and so we're way past time to do this. And I think uh, the, the bill in Congress, while it's not perfect, I'd make it even tougher, Larry. It's still a good bill, and it's something that we should pass, and any money that's going to go to Ukraine should have this bill attached to it. We have done this in the past. Papa Bush Correct. did this back uh, with the Saddam Hussein invasion of Kuwait. We had Iraqi central bank reserves, according to the Wall Street Journal editorial, $50 billion were used. So there's precedent for this. There is, and it should be. Look, uh, the reason why I think it's important for all these countries, it shouldn't just be Russian assets that are in dollar-denominated uh, issues. It should include Russian assets held in the euro or any other foreign currency. And it should be, in my opinion, this I think we can make it tougher, if the Russian Federation owns a, a 51% of their big international oil and gas company, Gazprom, mm. and Gazprom owns assets in the Netherlands or Germany or Trieste, Italy, let's go to court. Let's seize 51% of those corporate assets outside Russia, and that will really send a message to Putin uh, because we want Putin to stop his illegal invasion. We want to bring Putin to the table 
And nothing does that like taking money straight out of his pocketbook, starting with the central bank reserve. That's the only thing he understands, money and oil. And by the way, yep. you know, you mentioned Gazprom, these state-owned oil companies in Russia. Our sanctions have still, as I understand it, our so-called sanctions still to this day have carve-outs for some of these Russian oil companies and the banks that loan to them. That's right. And primary sanctions, I don't think, have been tough enough. And then secondary sanctions, we really haven't implemented effectively at all. But let's talk about primary first. 24 months after this invasion, the countries of Europe have done a magnificent job of diversifying their energy. I mean, impressively. Gas from Algeria, gas from Qatar, gas uh, from good old American liquefied natural gas from the USA, replacing Russian imports. I think primary sanction A should be the EU should stop importing any maritime oil or liquefied natural gas from Russia. Mm. Stop giving them the money. And I think also our G7 countries, just like we're working together to fight back about the Houthis who are disrupting all the Suez Canal traffic in the Red Sea, we should go after these Russian shadow tankers. Mm -hmm. They're turning off their transponders and transporting Russian oil all around the world. We should interdict those. It's not piracy. Putin, Putin has invaded a sovereign country. Russia is a P5 member of the United Nations Security Council, a permanent member, and yet they are, have invaded another country, destroying property lives, and the world has a right to go back and ask them to pay for this. And, and, and until we cut off that oil spigot, and one other point, and you and I share this so strongly, Biden's failed Iran policy. Mm, that's it. When President Trump left office, Iran, low current account balance, low reserves, was not exporting oil. Our all of the above sanctions under the Trump administration worked against Iran. What has Biden done? Giving them relief. Where does 80 percent of Iranian oil go? To China. China gives Iran money. China gets oil. Iran takes money and builds missiles. And guess what? Sells them to Russia. Builds drones. Gives them to Russia to kill Ukrainians. So the Biden failed Iran policy is absolutely part of this sanctioning Russia mission. We need to cut that money back off to Iran. I mean, the Bidens don't have any backbone at all on all these questions. They don't have any backbone, and it's and it's backfired in a major way. Um, French Hill, let me ask you regarding the, your proposal uh, for yep. the unfreezing of the cent Russian central bank's money. Uh, first of all, what does the Biden administration say? Why haven't they done anything about that? Why aren't they talking about that? Mm -hmm. And why aren't they pressuring uh, Europe to, to work on this? This is exactly the point I've made to Secretary Blinken uh, and Deputy Secretary Adeyamo at our U.S. Treasury Department. A strong U.S. message gives them more diplomatic sticks to encourage the Europeans to seize those assets. Uh, where Europe's been, Larry, is, well, let's take the interest off that balance mm and use the interest to benefit Ukraine. Well, that's a, that's a worthy objective. But we can always give the money back to Russia if they do right. I don't anticipate that happening. 
But why aren't we using that money to benefit Ukraine instead of using French and American taxpayer dollars to do that? And I think Foreign Secretary Cameron, the former prime minister of the United Kingdom, I think he agrees with the position that I'm espousing. The countries in Central Europe, from Poland down to Bulgaria, have voted to do precisely what I'm saying. Mm. So once again, it's the Germans and the French who are reluctant uh, to do this, like it may have some repercussion on Europe if we seize these assets. It doesn't affect normal life in sanctioning. This is about someone invading a country in armed conflict and, and creating warfare. This is not an economic issue. And that's why I think Bush's precedent, going back to 1991, is completely effective. And even liberals like Larry Tribe believe this is completely justified and on sound legal footing. So like everything else, for the world to work right, we've got to have American leadership. And that's why I think if we pass this bill, it will really help encourage Europeans to do exactly what we should be doing, which is seize those assets and use the proceeds to benefit Ukraine. Biden never mentioned it in his announcement nope. yesterday. Never mentioned They've always, it. Yeah, you ask, you know, what do they say about it? And they give in private uh, encouragement to what I'm doing and what Mike McCall, our chairman of our Foreign Affairs Committee uh, from Texas, is, is proposing. But, but then they're a little more cautious in public because of the reaction they've gotten in Europe. And I've told them, look, people are coming to us and our point of view in Europe we need American leadership, just like we need American military leadership. We need American economic leadership. We need a change in the White House, French. That's what we need. Amen. Amen. Folks, that's Congressman French Hill of Arkansas, one of the smartest guys in the House of Representatives. French, you're wonderful. Thanks, buddy. Big hugs to Martha. Thanks, Larry. Great you, to be with you. All right. Take, uh, take a quick break, and then we're going to talk to uh, former federal prosecutor Will Scharf. Uh, is Donald Trump right about the Eighth Amendment? And uh, what about Fannie Willis? And what about uh, all these lawsuits uh, that they're bringing the lawfare against President Trump? I don't think it's going to work, but we'll have Will Scharf coming up. I'm Kudlow. Stay with us. This is The Larry Kudlow Show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.